Garage fam, it me, Garage Guy. Welcome to the NASCAR race recap. The Garage Guys NASCAR race recap. Uh, Going to be talking about the Wise Power 400 today that went down at Auto Club Speedway. A rejuvenated track, a track that rose from the ashes. It still looks as old as the vase on your grandmother's kitchen table. Probably has cracks in it, more cracks than, uh, than you stepped on as a child that you were told not to, to break your mom's back. If you did that, you're a piece of shit. Especially if your mom's back broke. So, always remember that. It has nothing to do with this race. It has nothing to do with the drama that unfolded in this race. With the excitement that we got from this race. I'm going to have to just talk about everything that went down for the Wise Power 400. Na everyone is just super excited and hyped about NASCAR. Okay? And I am too. But NASCAR has been back. We established this last year. Whenever we started, you know, the bringing Winston back thing, which is now just BWB for short. Um, just hashtag BWB all day long. That's our own hashtag now. We have a hashtag, Garage Fam. We did that. Um, it's not public anywhere, but, you know, if you use it, it's real. So most like anything in life, um, it can be real if you use it. Um, uh, unfortunately... There were some unrealistic expectations uh, for this race. Uh, the betting card uh, was not as kind uh, to me as I would have hoped it would have been. And there's a couple other people out there, too. The favorite won the race, Kyle Larson. Um, but uh, Dale Boy hit a, uh, a, a tri-dog parlay, his first tri-dog parlay of the season. We'll definitely talk about that and some DFS stuff uh, as we – run down and uh, recap the Wise Power 400 on this episode. So I want to start off by just saying shout out to you beautiful motherfuckers that won bets in the Discord. Um, when this race ended yesterday, I was, I mean, it, the, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, that's why we bet, right? So, I mean, I was like that throughout the day, especially when Tyler Reddick was just dominating the shit out of that track. We, we all kind of knew that we were going to see some amazing things out of him this season. I've had that feeling. Uh, a lot of you as well listening to this probably have had that feeling. You know, you ride with Red Dog. All right, Red Dog did the damn thing and unfortunately uh, had the tire go down. And then uh, William Byron uh, in his DMT car um, had some boom-boom time as well with the wall. Um, the wall was another story as well. A lot of, lot of talk about that wall yesterday. A lot of hate for the wall. The Chase Elliott fans definitely hate that wall um, at Auto Club. So uh, the debate is make it a short track. Keep it the way that it is. You know, anybody can say what they want. I have not seen the short track. I have seen the intermediate track, though, and it looked damn good yesterday. And I'm just going to leave it there. It's one of the only tracks we have uh, that, that's, that's like that still. So um, definitely produced some great racing. And uh, the highs and the lows of the betting, they're, they're, they're going to come throughout the year. But, man, it felt good to sweat like that. I mean, we sweat at Daytona. But when you get back into the, the nitty-gritty of the NASCAR season, the majority of these tracks are intermediates. So, you know, kind of calling those, especially with this new car, none of us knew what was going to happen and how it was going to shake out. But uh, it, it ended up with Larson. But the dominating was, was spectacular. A lot of surprises in this race, too. I definitely have already, you know, seen some of the things that you guys have done in the Discord. Shout out to everyone that had some winning bets yesterday. You did make my afternoon better. 
if I lose, I always love to see the Garage Fam winning, and it does make me happier. Even though my bank account might not be as happy, it makes me happy to know that your bank account's happy because that's what we do here at the end of the day. We're here to talk about NASCAR and betting and DFS and having fun with it, and that's what matters. But let's just go ahead and start off by talking about the race itself. So getting prepared for this one uh, was was definitely a grind. I built my DFS lineups, like most of you, through the night. Uh, slept in a little bit late. Got up and got the computer out. Watched some pre-race ceremonies. Matt Stafford uh, was at the race. Uh, I think it was him and... Andrew Whitworth that were out at Auto Club and they were on Fox for a little bit so it was cool to see them I know they got to link up with Chase at least Matthew did I saw him linking up with Chase Elliott the Georgia energy was kind of strong ended up really crazy down the line and uh, we'll get to that part of it but just to start off a couple of quick notes number one the racing is fucking fantastic I haven't been that excited watching a race and felt like Anything could really happen on the restarts in a long time. To see how these cars spread out, what they're able to do with this package is incredible. And like most of you know, you know, I uh, I grew up going to super speedway races, and then it was more of a of a festivity for us. And I say it all the time. I wasn't that kid that sat down every Sunday and watched every race on TV. We watched a couple of select races throughout the year in my house. My mom and dad both worked, and they were always either both working on Sundays or one of them was working or my dad was asleep. My mom didn't really watch much NASCAR. So, you know, my NASCAR experiences were limited to Talladega as a kid. It was just a party thing. And then, you know, getting older, and then when I started really paying way more attention to the races, I kind of missed that era. And a lot of people talk about that old school era of racing, you know, like in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s to like the 2010s. And they're saying that it's kind of mirroring that Brad Case came out and said it. And I, I try to keep up with that and watch some old videos and stuff. And my God, it just was refreshing as hell to see that style going down on the racetrack. So it was uh, that's that's for starters. That's number one for two. Everybody was bitching about, you know, the the tires. And I get it. That is definitely an issue. It's going to be a problem, you know, especially when they're rolling off and getting in the grass. They can't get them out. They're getting stuck. They've got that flat bottom. I was uh, looking on Twitter and Bozy, uh, for anybody that doesn't follow Bozy, definitely go check out Bozy. Um, if you go to my account, you'll see where I quote tweeted him um, on Monday. We were talking about uh, you know, the solutions to fix the cars. And he was just clapping back at people with just straight knowledge from pit road and people who weren't able to understand it. It's going to take time to figure that out. And there's not much that they can really do about it. So, I mean, for that to really be the only main issue right now that we're having, I'd say we're doing pretty fucking good, you know, NASCAR in general. So, I'm not too concerned. I know that the people that are up there, that they're going to be working hard at trying to figure that out, especially the teams. There's going to be a solution that comes here soon. Like it's, We all knew there was going to be some kinks that needed to be worked out, just like anything. When you get a new iPhone, you bitch because something's not right about it. And just like anything new, there's going to be little things here and there that pop up that we've got to figure out. So for anybody listening to this show, I know you guys are pretty reasonable motherfuckers, and you get it. And you're not going to, you know, be the ones that are, get them out. You know what I mean? Like, don't do not do that. 
Like let let these people do their job. Like if that's the one problem we have right now, we're we're gonna be fine. We're gonna get it figured out. Now, if it's one of your drivers that you bet on, yeah, bitch, all it, it just go crazy on Twitter. Like that's you you have a free pass. Okay, I get it. Trust me, Chris Bell the other day. I don't even know. I can't even tell you what the problem was. I can't really remember much of what the problem was. I just know. I think they ruled it an engine issue. The Toyotas just seem to have some crazy shit going on. I don't know. But Kyle Busch, to do what he did on the last lap of that race, which, by the way, made sure that Dale's parlay uh, went kaboom and hit the jackpot mofos, that was incredible. And that just kind of shows you the driving style that man has. So one and two listed those things with with the car. For three, they just they look great, man. They look great. Like, there's nobody bitching about the numbers anymore or nothing. Those cars are sexy. Leave them alone. Let them do their thing. And they drive great and just look amazing. Like, just, oh, I cannot get over just the image of the restarts and just how they all just spread out. Like, I can't say it enough. It's great. And I cannot wait to see how the rest of the season shakes out. So I'm going to go ahead and shut up about all that now and get into the actual surprises of this thing. Addressing the elephant in the room, Eric Jones somehow was able to finish this race third and also came in second for stage one and stage two in the uh, Petty GMS 43. This is the elephant in the room here, guys. The 43 looks like it's fucking back. And I don't know about you, but it's exciting to see that car run the way it did. It's an iconic number in NASCAR, and it looks like this could be a huge turnaround for Petty GMS. Now, if you're an idiot like me, sometimes, not all the time, you probably faded Eric Jones in some of your lineups, thinking there's no way in hell this guy is going to stay up front. That's not going to happen. Like, he's going to fall back. This is it's not worth it. Okay, I was a dumb-dumb, and I did that. But you know what? I'm not a dumb-dumb. I'm going to take it all back. You're not an idiot if you did that. You're not dumb if you did that. Look what the 43 has done for the past few years, okay? Now, if he's starting in, like, 25th, you damn right he's going in the lineup. If he's starting up in the top five at this race, uh-uh. I ain't doing that. I ain't taking that chance. I learned my lesson, and I learned it good, and... I am here to say that I will not sleep on that car because it has some speed. So I was just, uh, I was really caught off guard by that, and I'm sure some of you guys are. I definitely want to know your thoughts on the future of that. I think Ty Dillon had finished 19th, so obviously not as much juice, you know, in that lemon. And it might be wrong to call them lemons, but I'm just using an analogy. So it is what it is. But, uh, man, just a hell of a run for Eric Jones. And just to just show, like, hey, I'm here. Like, we're here. This is real. So I'm really, really interested to see how that plays out next week because if he runs like that at these intermediate tracks, my God, like, look out Michigan. Going to be ready to see how that one shakes out and a lot of other tracks as well. Another one that, that happened, like, if you're just looking, if, if you're just happening to look at the, the results from the race, the finishing results, you'll see that Daniel Suarez had a top five and – that right there was, uh, I think, just really kind of due to that late pit, you know, with Chase. Daniel was able to get some good position there. And, and it looks like with these cars, 
it's really going to shake down to like where you're at on the restart uh, because if you're up there in the pack and you can kind of pack up with those guys you're going to be in a really good spot so for him to end up finishing fourth starting 15th that was great i think he was in the optimal lineup on d uh, on DraftKings for dfs as well and uh Eric Amarola was able to make those moves as well. Started 31st, finished in what? I think he was sixth. Kevin Harvick, don't even want to go there with that. I had the Kurt Busch over Kevin Harvick, and Kurt Busch finished right behind Kevin Harvick in uh, in eighth. So, hurt my heart, but we're going to bounce back. That was a two-unit, ka- ka- not a kaboom, not a kaboom. It was a balloon pop. It popped like a balloon, and it was sad, and it was close. It was, more, it was my first bad beat, really, of – 2022 so i'm gonna go ahead and just write that one in the bad beat column if you took that and wrote it with me thank you for writing it with me plus 100 for kurt bush wasn't that bad and uh and it appeared that he was very close to getting the job done but didn't do it ultimately so it is what it is daniel hemrick making a statement with a uh top 10 finish and his chevy started uh fifth though so yeah is what it is, but man call it cars you know they're, they're kind of there i think justin haley uh he had a little trouble with pit wall towards the end but what do you expect i mean i don't know how you guys felt about college going into this year i know in xfinity they're killing it but i knew they were going to be decent but it's just always so different i feel like they're like that one team that's still kind of like the outsider team in nascar like track house has done a really good job of like i think it's i think really what it comes down to is like their designs their graphic designs they just kind of look like it's like why are you here I don't know. I hope that I'm not offending any college racing fans that are listening to this. But I would love to help uh, Matt Colleg and the boys uh, figure out a way to make those cars with those paint schemes look a little sexier. So just throwing that out there. If anyone knows Matt, tell him that I would like to help contribute to, uh, to that and those cars. Because every other car out there looking real hot, those cars – they're cars but but hey they got a top 10 so there's that with it as well and there's a couple other guys out there you got shout out to ricky stenhouse jr ricky top 10 ricky was running strong too man running so strong at that race i think that threw a lot of people off as well because you know you always think about him at a super speedway you're like oh yeah ricky for sure but to see him have a car like that at intermediate track running where how he was running for most of the day um, not really sure what, what happened or shook out. If anybody's got any in-depth info on that, um, definitely share it in the Garage Guys Discord, which is free. So, yeah, do that. But really proud of that effort right there, man. So, I mean, and then I can't leave out Austin Dillon finishing second. I mean, we had one RCR car dominate the day, and then for him to come back in and finish second the way he did after that restart, that definitely – was a was a, a good sight to see I, I said it early in the year I feel like RCR is going to have a damn good season I really like where they're at right now and um and we'll see how that continues to play out but the but the main thing here is shout out to Red Dog because man for him to walk away from that knowing that he pretty much had that race in the bag for it to end the way that it ended man it just it's it hurts it hurts it hurts really bad but he's not hurt. He's happy. And um, apparently he is. Uh, his legs are a little too big. That was a pretty funny moment on the in the broadcast and booth. The leg, his, uh, his leg went numb, and he couldn't. It was his brake foot. And I was chatting with him a little bit last night about it, and he was just like, you don't know 
what it's like to just be driving and you cannot feel when you're pumping the brakes. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know what that's like. Uh, that would be, I mean, obviously they were making the play like, well, at least it's not his gas, you know, the foot on the gas. But the thing about that is, is that you could definitely probably feel like the surface when you hit the floor, but with the braking, like you have to like, that's a finesse. That's a finesse thing. You have to be able to finesse that brake. And so you want to have all the feeling you can in that foot in order to get the best out of that car going around those turns. So shout out to him. I don't think he's going to get enough credit for that happening. It's going to kind of be played off as a joke. But for him not to be able to gauge, like, how much pressure was going on to that brake, like, that just – I don't know. That's some unreal stuff. Kind of like in the movie Angels in the Outfield, his leg had an angel with him. Uh, shout out Danny Glover. Love Danny Glover. So yeah, that's uh that's pretty much my thoughts on the whole top ten situation, how that shook out. Oh, and Joey Logano calling Matt Kenseth the prick was definitely uh, an all time moment. Um, I am very aware of the incident at Martinsville, and so to hear that go down and to kind of have a little bit of laughter around it was a pretty funny moment. And I saw a tweet earlier where somebody was saying we need to get. Joey and Matt in a booth for an Xfinity race, and it's just them. I would, I would, that's a pay per view uh, call right there. I would definitely pay for that uh, just to see how that worked out. I don't really know what would happen, but it would be awkward and fun, and I think that it needs to happen. So if anybody that's listening to this has some executive power to make one of those kind of, you know, those races happen where that's what we had, uh, definitely do that because I would enjoy it, and I think a lot of other people would as well. So there is my thoughts on the top ten. Ultimately, great racing, and I'm ready to see what we get at Las Vegas. But let's talk a little bit about the bets. So not sure how many of you out there uh, rode my card, Dale's card, whatever, but basically was, was a loss unless you had Larson, unless you bet the favorite, which we definitely had some people that did that. You know, this is the beginning of the season, and we both knew, and, it's, you know, I just, a lot of experts out here, we, we know that it's a long, grueling season, and when you start betting on these races, especially with the situation we have this year, it's going to be tough, and there's going to be some L's that we take while we're, you know, figuring this out with everyone else, trying to make the right calls for you guys, and I guess the main thing that I can say about it is just hold tight because there is a long season ahead. A lot of people in the beginning will see, you know, these so-called, you know, experts. And, I mean, I, I kind of hate the term myself because at the end of the day, I'm always going to just feel like I'm just a guy, which is why I'm a garage guy. I'm just a guy, and I'm just I'm very fortunate to, to be able to do this show, and I'm fortunate to be able to – go to races and do the things that I do and, and get to meet all you fucking amazing people. But I'm not God. And I uh, I am a wizard, not God, okay? I will claim that I am the Wizard of Winston. That is who I am. That is me. If you don't want to call me Garage Guy and you don't want to call me Chase Holden, you can just call me Wow because I'm the Wizard of Winston. Remember the name. I'll write a book one day like Jordan Belfort did when he called himself the Wolf of Wall Street. But I'm the Wizard of Winston. Don't forget it. But I just want to let you guys know 
that is just so important to just stick to the cards. Stick to the unit counts. Make sure you're paying attention to the unit counts. We're going to have a good season. We're going to have a productive season. This is only the beginning. So many people will see like, oh, this guy didn't call the right winner for the Daytona 500. Fuck him. Oh, this is two races in a row. Their, their, their stuff is shit. Fuck him. Yeah, go do that. You keep bouncing around thinking that you, you're going to go ride with this guy, ride with that guy, do it yourself, whatever. You're going to realize that whether you do it yourself or you ride with someone else, there are going to be swings. You know, it, it's just a part of it. So I don't really beat myself up too bad over my losses just because I, I just I know how this thing goes. I've been doing it long enough now, and a lot of you guys out there do as well. And that's why we're just happy that you love me and, and you love Dale and you love what we do for, for who we are and what we do, and we get to just vibe out with you guys. But um, I had Chase Elliott as my early pick to win plus 850. And the drama that unfolded there um, was another just emotional roller coaster because after the Tyler Reddick uh, flat tire, you know, I knew that, like, okay, that's probably not going to happen anymore. I got him for plus 2,000 on Caesar Sportsbook, so that was already exciting as it was to see him do what he did in two stages. Shout out to one of our homies in the Discord, uh, Mr. Williams. He uh, actually bet on Reddick to win those stages, and so he cashed in early with those. And I wish I would have caught those odds when I did, but I'm glad that someone was paying attention. I need to uh, I need to make sure my notifications are on a lot more to grab some of these things because it's been a crazy week at home with the wife and the kiddo, and uh, and I try to make sure that I make all of my time lined out to get it to get to everything and to view everything. But sometimes you miss some things, and I'll make sure that I don't miss that moving forward because it's not just me that's betting. Especially if you're riding my card, you're riding with what I'm riding. And I got to make sure that I'm doing the most for you guys. So, the Elliott bet, I don't think was a bad bet whatsoever. He got put into the wall. Accidentally or intentionally, I don't care. It, look, this is my view on it. I'm not going to pick sides and I'm not going to go, I like Chase a lot. I like Kyle a lot. I got respect for both of them. They're both great dudes. I'm not going to pick sides here. What I will say is this. When you get out on that racetrack, and there are you're in stage three of a race. And there's less than 20 laps to go in a race. I see all of those cars as individuals. I don't see teams. I see drivers and I see cars. And every one of those drivers want to win. And I don't know where we're at right now as a fan base of a sport to want to get mad at somebody for doing their job regardless of who is in the way. And that's what I'm going to leave it at. You know, back in the day, Dale Earnhardt did some some stuff. You know, I don't know. You can make the argument all day long. Well, he didn't do it to his teammate. And I see people, like, belittling Chase online. They're, like, posting pictures of Chase, like, like doing the same thing to people. It's like, yeah, because he's a race car driver, and he wants to win. Kyle Larson's a race car driver. He wants to win. Let's stop worrying about that and just know that Position is everything, and everyone's going to be trying to gun for that top spot. And it's a driver's job, whether he wants to let a person get around him, take a better line, or if he wants to block and defend that driver from doing that so that that driver can win. It's not any harder than that. And it, unless there is some superior rule book out there in the world that says that I'm wrong, 
I'm going to tell you right now, I'm right. And I don't care what anyone thinks because in my brain, and I think there's a lot of other people that feel the same way that I feel, it is racing for a reason. And racing, while some may want to call it a team sport, it can be a team sport at times, but for the most part, it's not. It's about one guy, one car, and a need to win and a need for speed. That's where I'm leaving that whole debacle at, and I ain't going any deeper into it. I don't care if it was Chase up front or Kyle up front. I wouldn't have been mad because they're doing their job, and if we miss a bet off of it, that's on us. And that's what I'm leaving it at. So love me or hate me, that's what you're getting. But with the Chase bet, the odds at plus 850 were good. I think they did dip down somewhere into, like, the 600s on most books. So – um, getting on him early was not a bad move at all. He just he had some bad luck, but for him to get up where he got towards the end showed the determination and showed that that he he's got speed and he and he can drive and he came to play. I really do feel like Chase will get a win on an oval this season. Um, I do feel like he is going to have some challenges, um, especially if Kyle does begin to start kind of getting on fire and dominating like he did. I don't know how much we'll see what we saw at auto club again but if we see it we see it if we don't we don't but it's going to be just a uh, a battle and and every every driver out there is going to have to get better and better to figure out ways to um you know respond to to get around certain drivers that have very high talent levels so you can't kick yourself for it you just got to kind of brush it off and and get ready to roll down the next way the other bet I had that I really, really hated that didn't work out was probably the Chris Bell to win bet, but uh, that was just really unfortunate. It was stupid unfortunate. His odds, he was, I got him at plus 3,500 to win. I thought it was a dirt boy track. It was a dirt boy track. Kyle Larson won it, so I get to claim that like I told you in the beginning of the show. So, yeah, Chris Bell's a dirt boy. Just wasn't the superior dirt boy at this track so that's why I took that one and uh and I felt like it was a good play and also took him in DFS which ended up ruining uh half of my lineups so my lesson here that I want to share with every one of you is I don't have the best relationship with Chris Bell when it comes to betting in DFS I need to learn to stay away from Chris Bell okay so if I am not playing Chris Bell, feel free to try it because he might do good because usually that's how it works out. When I don't bet on him, I don't play him in DFS, he does great. When I do and I do bet on him, terrible things happen. So it looks like it might be more than just him, though. It might be a Toyota thing. I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out as the season continues. Um, my matchups, I already talked a little bit about Kurt and Harvick, and then I also had Blaney over Logano, which just was not the move obviously Logano is definitely a strong driver um did way better than uh than I thought I didn't know that that he would be you know out of all of the guys that he was going to be like the dog for Ford but he was and he was followed up right behind three other Fords so definitely if I'm going with anybody in the Ford camp right now it's Joseph L um he is a good driver it is what it is and he's just shown that that he can do what, what it takes to make things happen so shout out to Joey and um and, and there's my defeat 
And thank you all in the Garage Fam for lifting me up in the Discord yesterday with all of your beautiful twin bets. Proud of everyone. From there, the DFS side of things, I did a lot of lineups, guys. Uh, just unfortunately didn't have Eric Jones uh, in enough of them. Uh, didn't have enough Amarola. You know, Harvick and Bush were the two guys that were, you know, not, not Kyle, but Kurt. Harvick and Kurt were obviously the two big plays just because of their position where they started, so that paid off really well. You know, the Suarez and then the Jones deal was just nuts. Um, Suarez thing is not as nuts to me as Jones because I feel like with Suarez starting, you know, where he did in 15th, I didn't know whether he could get the top 10 or not, but he did. And so you got to look out for old Amigo coming down the line because that track house team is hungry too. And uh, I think Daniel Suarez has what it takes to, um, to to play the strategy and play it outright to get where he needs to go. So shout out to him for doing what he did and for being a part of that that big dog lineup that we saw. You know, Chris Bell finishing dead last. Busher, William Byron wrecking out, I think it was on what lap 151, um, having that accident. And then Harrison Burton, which obviously I totally agree with what Dale had written down earlier about him not – fully maybe being ready for cup uh so that's something to look out for and then from there just cody Ware, michael mcdowell i think they wrecked out and um and then the the rest of the list goes on and on but yeah just a big blow alex bowman is going to be a driver that that i thought would do way better than he did and just i don't something's not clicking he didn't do that well at the clash he didn't do this that well at this race. I don't know if it's too early to panic on Bowman, but that's a little sketch, and I'll just kind of leave it at there. That worries me a bit. Uh, you didn't hear much of him, but it seems like he's having a tough time with his car, so definitely something to watch for. Brad K up to his normal antics. This is three races now. I feel like Brad has just, like, he don't give a shit, man. He is just out there experimenting. The track is his metaverse, and he's just rolling around. Um, I don't know how much I expect to see out of Brad K this year, but right now, just until they get some things figured out, it's looking like he's going to have a rough ride. But, yeah, uh, un unfortunate stuff for Bubba. I think he got caught up in some crap as well. So, really and truly, I mean, like, it just – it was all about the restarts of strategy, staying out of trouble. Those were uh, very big factors on this thing, and then obviously not spinning the car. So – we, we, we know right now if you take this top ten and we kind of look to using some of these guys next week at Vegas, I think stats are going to be important, and, and I still need to go and do some correlations, and I'm going to take some time this week to go and kind of assess where these guys in the top ten finished and even, even into the top 15 and kind of compare their stats to, like, where they've been with the Gen 6 car, see how much of that data needs to go into play before we start developing lineups for Vegas and making bets. But I will tell you this much before I leave you, and, um, and I hope this has been a decent enough recap for everyone. Would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Y'all know where to find me, at GarageGuyChase on Twitter. Would love to uh, kick up some discussions and hear your thoughts on the race and everything else if you're new to betting you're new to dfs you just happen to stumble upon this and you're listening to it uh shout out to you for that and definitely uh give me a follow and chat with me i love talking get in the discord it's free that's the best place for garage fam to be but i'll, I'll put some more data together uh race recap should be out later in the week for the uh i'm sorry race preview 
should be out later in the week for the Pennzoil 400, and I'll have a lot of good stuff to dig into on that episode for you guys. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, still got some developments going on as well as far as the writing goes. Uh, just a little bit of news on just garage guys in general. Obviously, if you have not heard yet, we are no longer writing for tobychristie.com. We will be figuring out our status of writing soon. I, I personally cannot go another week without writing something. I miss writing. I love writing. Writing is what got me into all of this. And I owe writing everything for where we've come now. So I don't want to just go another week without having an article written up for you guys to check out and read. And also just to continue to spread the, the NASCAR love and the NASCAR betting and, and DFS love. So we are, we are working on that very hard. And thank you guys so much for your patience and for being so supportive and just communicating with us in the Discord. But, uh, yeah, we're going to definitely work on that. But I'll have everything kind of worked up for you guys uh, this week. More, more, more chat in the Discord as always. And just thanks for tuning in to the recap, listen to what was said. And uh, as far as some more developments goes, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, and this is a little nugget for you guys that's only on this podcast. If you made it this far, you're about to get to hear it. I'm working on something right now to, uh, to set us up all very nicely with DFS this year. And I'm working to try to get a, uh, a certain product that's out there on the market, and I won't go too deep into it, but I'm working on tying up some loose ends to make this happen and this is going to change the game for everybody in the garage fam pertaining to dfs so stay tuned and i love the shit out of you guys nascar season is upon us and we'll see you on the preview show for the pinzoil 400 this week love you guys take care